ברוכים הבאים בשם השם ולכנו לכם ואת השם ולכם תודה ויקלי ואיזה שיר זה נשמס ולוזון בזרחה לבעזרה. Next week we have Yudalit Kislev, and then we're going to be following with Yudalit Kislev. month of miracles, month of phenomenal phenomenon, Tevim. And then from Yudalit Kislev we go into the Yomtev of Hanukkah. It's never referred to as Yomtev. <laughs> you make Hanukkah. Yomtev, Purim is called Purim. Sukkah, Sukkah, Yom Tevim. Sukkah, Shavuos, Pesach, Yom Tevim. Called the Yom Tev of Hanukkah. The festivities, the festive lights of Hanukkah. Right, we have time to talk about that. Let's focus on the uh, task at hand. Pashva Yetzei. Task at hand. Task Kislev and Yud Kislev. Tez Kislev, the Stalkus of the Mitzvah Rebbe, the passing of the Mitzvah Rebbe, the beginning of the Nesiyas of the Tzema Tzedek, and Yud Kislev, the liberation, as you know, the liberation of the Mitzvah Rebbe. Yudal Kislev, as we know, is the anniversary of the Rebbe and the Rebbetson. Going out. We're going out. And he went out. Why is it relevant to us that he went out? Why is it relevant that Yaakov went out? Yaakov went out of his element. And we find the first episode which Yaakov experiences as he leaves his element, as he arrives finally in Charan. Well, I mean, before that, obviously, we know the story of Eliphaz that uh, honored him with a visit because his father, Esav, told him to go kill him. And although Esav himself knew that it wouldn't look good if he himself killed him, so he dispatched Eliphaz, you go kill Yaakov. But Eliphaz was not such a bad boy, or Yaakov was not such a bad uncle. So when Eliphaz finds Yaakov, he tells him, listen here. Ani chashiv kameis, Yaakov says. A poor person is considered dead. Chamar al-Tzlan. Take everything I have. Take all my belongings. I'll be, ma- I'll be an Ani. So you come back home. And father says, no, so, well, he's as dead as they come. And as dead meaning simply, he was a poor man. He was poverty, pure poverty. He had nothing, took everything from him. Which Lama was not happy about, obviously, because he showed up and he said, no, has all the riches that he heard Eliezer once gave for Rivka. Figured Yaakov has the same riches. Much to his despair and dismay, he found out there was nothing there. And as a famous Balaturim, as a Dona Lamer, Al Tatamid, Al Bishak, they don't have anything, Eliphaz took everything away from me. Anyway, 
He went out of his element. He arrives in Kharam. And he sees the shepherds gathering here. Barely midday, they un- they rolled off the stone from the well, and they fed, they gave their sheep their water, and they closed up shop, and they're going home. Hardly midday. And he says to them, hey, hey, hey where are you going? There's a full day's work still. What are you leaving for? And then he sees Rachel coming, and that makes his day. Question becomes the question begs to ask actually. Yaakov, what are you thinking? You're a stranger, you come to town, and you become the new sheriff in town. <laughs> you, barely, you barely walked into the town. <coughs> you barely walked in town. You're on the outskirts still. Sheep are shepherds in the fields. And you became the new sheriff, the union head. What's going on over here? How are you leaving the middle of the day? Hey, you have a godly system. There's still a big day ahead of you. <laughs> Let's understand. Go back to the beginning of our parish, actually. Yaakov arrives in Hara Maria. And Akash Baruch wanted him to spend the night there. So Akash Baruch caused the sun to go down. It became end of day. Yaakov davened Maidim, which is the tefillah that he used in the sacrum. And, of course, Therefore, we know the great value of Davani Maidiv, the great virtues of Davani Maidiv, the reconnections a person has at the end of a day where they can reflect. Maidiv is the evening prayer, but it's a bridge prayer. What's a bridge prayer? In, according to Tera, according to Karbanis, the Jew goes the night before the day, mm-hmm. which means that when Shkia comes, when Mairev comes, we're ready the next day on the Jewish calendar. On the secular calendar, it's so wait till midnight to be the next date. But, the day goes after the night. And therefore, the same thing with sacrifices, that they're allowed to be available, allowed to be eaten for a certain amount of time, etc., etc. But night comes before day. On the other hand, we go through our entire day of toil. We start our day, with Shachris. And then a very, very important feel of Mincha, middle of the day, where we have to stop everything to Davin Mincha. And therefore, Leinan Eliyahu Lab Tfilis Mincha. Eliyahu was answered only by Tfilis Mincha. Mincha means such an important Tfilis. Mind you, 
it's the shortest of the three. And that's Maidav. Maidav technically is like Krishna Shalamita. I'm going to bed. I finished my day. Over. I have no more daily obligations per se. I have nothing. People have a social life afterwards. Sometimes they go out, they go to drink, they go to eat. Um, they go to parties, they go to weddings, they go to mitzvahs. It's not at night usually. When people are not working. And that is the time we love Mairev. Truth is, when it comes to the time for Mairev, one should not be doing anything else. Until we love Mairev. Should not eat, should not anything. They should, they should see to what they get first. They might have taken care of. Unless they have a minion kavua, a set minion, which they daven every single night at this time, then it doesn't matter. You could eat before you could even wash some bread. We had that situation now with Shev Brachas. We decided to daven after Shev Brachas. Someone said he didn't want to wash before Mairev. We all know after the Shabbat, after the there's no liquor on the table, nobody getting drunk. There's a whole halacha of Purim when it comes to Purim at night, also because people usually imbibe. Not relevant now. Mairev. Yaakov was the second Tfilis Maidav. So the common joke goes, Yaakov had a very large family. Maidav is bedtime. Came to bedtime and his wife said, okay, we got to put the kids to bed. He said, I got to go to Maidav. <laughs> Some men tend to disappear by Maidav for a very, very long time. Maidav is very short. It tends to be a long time. You get the mind and you find your friends, you find your talking, and you have conversations, and they go to a shir. Um, and sometimes you go to a shul where there's no minion right away. And you need to wait for the tenth person or the seventh or eighth person. person so sometimes my can't take longer. And then at those times, the budget, you have a good schmooze with a friend that you haven't seen all day, you haven't seen all week, whatever it might be. You found them by mind and you have that schmooze, you have that conversation. But Maidiv, you're not thinking about what's going to happen during the day today, by Shachras. You're not in midst of everything that's happening today, or what you got to get back to by Mincha. Maidiv is you and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This is me time and we brought Hashem established a minion for my life in my own home. We would love it every night. Throughout the winter at 7.30, and then and, uh, when the time gets later, we love it according to the times. But we have a nightly minion. We're usually, <coughs> most of the people on the block know we come together at that time, we go back there. The big mile behind it is that <coughs> we all know we're not in the shul. 
We don't congregate. You come to Meirev, you go home from Meirev. That's all this to it. You go to shul, you send to sometimes find times, places, things to do. Meirev, in essence, Yaakov's tefillah, on a more somber note, not because he wanted to get out of the house at the bedtime, is a time where a person can push it, connect. The person push it, finds himself in his own element. Now is Maidiv. I talk, I say the words of Krishna. Say Kihem Chayenu Yerech Yomenu. These are the life. This is our life. Tera Hamariv Arovim Goal Yisrael Shemes Am Yisrael Ad. All these brachas that we say before Shmenesrei, and then of course as every other tefillah Shmenesrei. Shmenesrei for Maidiv. I'm tired a little bit. It's a little harder to stand. But I don't need to go anywhere. I don't have to think of anything. I, I might think sometimes of a day that went and passed, successful, not successful, the fashkas that we had, the problems that we had, the shortcomings that happened, whatever happened throughout the course of the day. But I don't have the daiga of the day. I don't have that pressure of I've got to finish so I can get back to what I'm doing. I finish, I sit down, I can sit like say Elenu, and I can just sit. Go home, I can kick my shoes off. Might A time when we pers- when the person relates and connects to HaKadosh Baruch on a whole different level. It doesn't rank as the tefillah like Mincha does. Mincha in Leinan Eliyahu to us. Mincha, as we said before, that's, that's, Mincha has its own entity because the person is doing it with Messias Nefesh. But when it comes to Maidav, the person sits down and finds a whole different perspective. Just me and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, my day wound down, I winded down everything, packed up everything. Now, just Daven, Adamish Menesrei, like I said before, I might be a little tired, but Adamish Menesrei, knowing that I can finish Menesrei, finish Aleinu, and that's it, I can go put my feet up, I can go to bed. So therefore, I don't have any distracting thoughts as I could have had by Shachas and Mamincha. And thereby, it's a very, very strong connection that's forged by Maidiv over the other Tfilis. So anyway, back to the point that we started before we sidetracked on a tangent of Maidiv. So they wanted want Yaakov to stop in this place. So because Baruch made the sun set. Yaakov Davin might even goes to sleep. And we know all the story, the Medrash, the regular, the Pasuk. He put the stones around his head, after his head, and any other part of his body, because the head is what concerned him. When he's going out into the world, he was concerned about what's going to happen with his head. He has to think, he has to do mitzvahs, he has to do 
This is the main concern, therefore he protected the head more than anything else. Okay. And we know that all the stones wanted the head to rest on them, so therefore there's a miracle that they all became one stone. Also, he was like the Yiddish fine veil. Beautiful. But the fact is, though, that the day became short. <laughs> Yaakov noticed all of a sudden, woof, I'm holy might, I'm barely done mincha. Yaakov was not a big sleeper, by the way. Yaakov didn't lie down to sleep in Shemeva. He sat and learned. He didn't lie down to sleep. He just sat and learned. Now, all of a sudden, he's going to sleep. He arrives now in town. Now, this didn't happen only to Yaakov last night. This happened to everybody. The sun just set. So now, the shepherds were very worried. Is that going to happen again to us today? So we better get our sheep here early in the morning, feed them, take care of them, and get them back into their prospective places so that we don't lose any sheep in the dark. If it become dark again like this night, we'll be in trouble. So Yaakov comes and tells them, no, 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 don't worry about it. There is plenty of time today still. The day is not going down. It's not getting dark today. Yesterday was a phenomenon I can't explain to you. I don't want to tell you. It's not your business. What happened yesterday is not happening today, and therefore you have plenty of time today to rest and to relax and to work with your sheep and to nurture your sheep. So he wasn't coming in as the new sheriff in town trying to boss them around and tell them how dare you leave your posts right away so early he was very simply putting them in touch with reality letting them know that don't worry about it Kindlach, it's all good here all good in the hood no let us examine the way he explains it he says, Hain What is this word, Hain? And what Yem Godel is he talking about? Is he referring to? <laughs> we find another place where the word Hain is used. Hain B'nei Yisrael Eshamu Eli. Meshach B'nei is talking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And tells HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when he's, the Kaj Baruch is telling him, go talk to the Jews and tell them how they're going out of Mitzrayim. He says, Hain b'nei Yisrael le'shamu'ela. He uses the word Hain. What is this Hain? In Yiddish we say, halt kop. Concentrate. Bear with me. In the Hebrew alphabet, in the Alab Beis, there are three levels singular tens and hundreds what does that mean every letter in the Hebrew alphabet has a numerical value the numerical value of Aleph is 1 Bez is 2 Gimel is 3 etc Tes is 9 and Yud becomes 10 so Aleph through Tes are singular digits Yud till 
tzaddik are tens. Yud is ten, Chaf twenty, Lamed thirty, Mem forty, etc. Kuf is a hundred, Reish is two hundred, Shin is three hundred, Saf is four hundred. It jumps. But those are hundreds. Listen to the mathematical equation that will not be math. From Aleph to Tess, we have the concept of ten. Mm-hmm. What do we have the concept of ten? If we take Aleph and Tess together, one and nine, ten. Bez and Ches, the Bez is two and the Ches is eight, is ten. Gimel and Zion. Gimel is three, Zion is seven, is ten. Dalit and Vov. Dalit is four, Vov is six, is ten. And then we get stuck. We have a middle letter, Hey. He's alone. He's a loner. He doesn't have a, a partner. But the truth is, Hey, with another Hey, is ten. We don't have to, we don't usually go, when you go through the bridge, you don't say hey twice. So hey is on its own. Now let's do the tens. Yud is the first of the tens, Tzadik is the last of the tens. Yud is ten, Tzadik is ninety, it's a hundred. Chaf is the second of the tens, and Pei is the one before the last. Chaf is twenty, and Pei is eighty, it's a hundred. Lamed is next. And Ayin is again, as we re- reverse. Is, Lamed is 30, Ayin is 70, is 100. Finally, Mem is 40, and Samach is 60, is 100. And we have hanging in the middle of the air a Nun. The Nun is 50. So just as the hey, two nuns make a hundred as well. But we only say nun once. So therefore we find the hey and the nun are separate entities. They don't have a pair. They don't join with anything or anyone. Says Meshahain, the concept of the hey and the nun who are alone and not united B'nai Yisrael As long as the B'nai Yisrael are not united, they're not going to listen to me. Yaakov Avinu says, Hein Eidiyem HaGodl. Sorry. Yaakov Avinu says, The Yom Godl, the day of Mashiach coming, is far from us yet. Why? Because Hein, because we're not united. We're not together. And therefore, Hain, We need to become one. We need to unite. We need to all be very supportive of a fellow Jew and their plights in any which way that we can help a fellow Jew.
currently the nightmare of nightmares recurring and the Israeli government is acquiescing to the pressure is agreeing to do what's called a ceasefire for a few days (laughs) give us time says the enemy to regroup (laughs) no more no less send us some fuel so that we can rebuild our our weapons no overhead observation don't send any any aircraft or any drones or anything to look at what's going on <laughs> hey give us a break time out middle of the war they say time out I gotta pick, fix my gun And in exchange, we're going to get back a few of the hostages. <laughs> Who are you fooling? Who are you fooling, You know that this is the ultimate goal, to wipe this out, to wipe out eradicate them entirely, and then move on, and we will have Mashiach Tzidkenu. You're fighting Mechemes based over here now. You're now at war to literally protect Klal Yisrael. And although at the moment currently it looks like you're promoting quote-unquote, air quote, anti-Semitism worldwide, and you're causing it to rear its ugly head, and you're causing it to come up again more and worse in all campuses throughout the United States and throughout the world. They're all sympathizers of the Palestinian state. That never happened, that never was, never will be. And they're all of a sudden, everybody's becoming Muslim because that's the religion to be, that's the serious people these murderers <coughs> they went in and crushed babies' heads shot babies in the head <coughs> came in and did a massacre of 1400 people in one shot these murderers are not being given a pass they're being given a green light. They're being given compassion. Nebuch, they're so oppressed, they just couldn't take anymore. how false can the world be? What do they imagine? What are they thinking? This is called Alma the Shikra, the false world. They have nothing to sell. And therefore they're trying to bring up and, and drag up and bring from who knows where from Hatshayot Tachtas this anti-Semitic campaigns to say how the Jews is the Jews is the Jews and how they stop the Jews from genocide from killing out all those poor people. The Jews told every, all the innocent people to get out. And they let them walk past them. 
Então agora é Egito. Então agora é Egito. Agora é que estou em Egito. Egito, being also Muslim Arab country, said, children, oppressed children that are being thrown out of your homes, please, please, don't come here. We don't have homes for you either. Oh, oh. Egypt is ready to go to war with these guys. Don't you dare come into our country. But Israel has to host, has to host these people. Israel had to give up the Gush Katif, and all the other places, that the settlements that were in Gaza, because we had to give these people to live. We gave up our homes of our families. People that are still displaced till today because of it. 19 years later. Yeah, we gave up. And now we're, not, we're still not hurting those people. We're still not looking to hurt them. We're not looking to do anything to them. It's the terrorists that hide amongst them. Those murderers that came in on that October 7th, as you want to call it, Shemini Atzeres, and caused that horrific, horrific massacre. Just want to weed them out once and for all. Whatever name they go under, Hezbollah, Hamas, whatever they call themselves, it just needs to be eradicated once and for all. And for them, for these murderers, who the world is in an uproar? Stop the Jews from killing these murderers. They don't realize, they don't know, and they don't care that these murderers, once they finish one place, will come to the next, and to the next, and to the next, and they already have cells all over the world. And they'll cause ruckus, and, and you know what? The Americans with stupid blind eyes say, oh, those poor oppressed people. Look what's going on now with migrants that are coming in and flowing into the country. Nothing, we don't know what to do with them, where to start, where to finish. And the cities and the states and everybody else that's getting these migrants are fighting tooth and nail to get them out. I don't want them in my city. I can't afford them. I can't support them. Not my budget. Nobody's saying how oppressed they were wherever they're coming from. They're all saying let them go back where they came from. Or put up another wall so they shouldn't come in. Sure. With your dime, you're, you're, you're very careful. And they're not even doing destruction. I mean, they might be doing some shoplifting and stuff like that because they need food and they need clothing. But they're not going out there killing people in mass. These murderers, mass murderers, are walking the streets and are hanging signs and banners and plaques and saying that we have not finished, we're going to do more, we're going to do worse. And everybody's patting them on the back and holding their hand and saying, come children, come, come. We feel so sorry for you that Israel is fighting back. 
and Alma the Shikra. So, Hain, we need to put together, we need to unite. Claudius Yisrael needs to unite and stand up together and pray for these poor, poor people that are taken into captivity, the hostages, and to pray for the safety of the Holy Land itself. They've been shooting showers of showers of missiles coming in. Up north was major, major destruction. They're coming from all sides of Kamalutza. <laughs> and in case you didn't know, there's a country called Yemen. Just in case you didn't know. Because they declared war against Israel too. They're going to throw their kilba in there, I don't know what. They're coming to war. Ay, <laughs> they'll have the two, ter- two Yemeni terrorists that come in and blow up their something, and they'll say, Look how Yemen is, is, is power, it became a power. Just to show they hate the Jews, they declared war. That's where we're at. And that's where we have to eliminate Hain. We have to eliminate the discord between one Jew and another. We have to unite arm in arm. We have to see to it that everybody comes to the ultimate realization of what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us. We have to vayetze, we have to go out of our elements and if it's Chas and a part of Judaism which is not served 100% the right way, we may not improvise. Tera does not allow improvisation. Does not allow compromise. Tera is Tera. Halacha is Halacha. And therefore the way the Tera, the way a shul has to perform, the way a shul has to live, the way a shul has to exist, with the davening, with the proper mechitza, men and women separate, only men in the men section that do things, the davening for the Ahmed and, and laning, etc. Women want to do it. They want to. They want to. They want to become. I'm a rabbinit, and I'm a. I can be a chazanit, and I can be a balkarit, balat korah. not what Shulchan Aruch dictates. Perhaps if you have a, women, a minion for women alone, like when we have a, a zooming of women alone, they can say Rabbi say. But for women to daven in front of a man is not acceptable. And to daven together with men is not acceptable. And to read from the Tera is not acceptable because a woman has times when she is unclean and therefore she's not even allowed to look in the tater. But this is not a political forum, this is a sheer on halacha, sheer in Pasha. So let us get back to the focus, the mainstay of the Pasha. Vayetze Yaakov from Be'er Shava. Yaakov leaves from Be'er Shava. As he leaves, 
Okay, it tells us Vayifga Bamokin. He doesn't. As we said, Tikin Tfilas Arvis, Rashi explains. He doesn't made it. And we talked, we talked before about the order of Tfilas, Shachas Minchev Arvis. He keeps his score at home in the beginning of the second brachas. Fourth Perik. Sorry. Not the beginning. And they were set, Shachas Minchemaidiv, according to our forefathers. Avram established Shachas, Yitzchok Mincha, Yaakov Maidiv. Again, Gemara Brachas, Chavov, Ahmed Beis, side 26, side 2, if you keep your score at home. However, as we just said before, that sometimes we say, Maidiv Shachas Mincha. What is the real intricate difference of the two orders? How do they affect our Aveda Hashem, our service to Hashem? So first of all, the Aveda of elevating, purifying the body from physical substance, which doesn't have really any godliness in it. It's not revealed in the body. So this Aveda is to purify and to elevate and to reveal Kedusha within the body. A second thing is, the Aveda, when it comes to Kedusha itself, to elevate from them Chayel El Chayel. Always a person needs to see to it that we are constantly striving and thriving to elevate from one level to the next. And these are the two orders of davening. If we say Arvis Shachas Mincha, this shows on the Aveda to rede- reveal Kedusha in a place that does not have any godliness. So we start off, the Aveda is Tilas Maidiv, Arvis, which is at night. Because the beginning of the Aveda of the world was still in a, when the world began, it was still in a, in a, Situation of darkness. And we didn't see the Kedusha. It wasn't revealed. Mm-hmm. Through the work, the toil of the person, of Lila, they turned Lila into Yom. Just like you take a match, a little bit of light pushes away about much darkness. And therefore, not only you push away the darkness, but you make the darkness light. And that starts, therefore, from Meirev first, from the dark, and we go into the Shachas and the Mincha thereafter on the subsequent part of the day. Whereas the day, as we said before, calendar day starts the night from the night. Then you have the order of Shachas Mincha Meirev. This order shows the Veda when it comes to Kedusha itself. Therefore, the beginning of Tvila Shachas is the time in the morning, because this is the Veda, the things of Kedusha, which are re- revealed, openly revealed. 
Then a person goes Mikhail Khail from one strength to the next and adds into the light of Kedusha until he gets higher and he starts to reach towards night. So it's not enough that Veda itself is also the light. The night is a concept of Kedusha, the light of Kedusha. But even more so, the night itself is the Maila Ma'id than the Yayim. It's much higher than the day. Which means that the godly light is that much stronger. This darkness that seems to seal the light, conceal the light, is called Cheshach, because it totally envelops the person, darkness. And therefore the Seder Tvilas Arvis becomes after Shachas Mincha, because first we start Aveda, which needs revealed light, and then we can reach the highest level of light after the darkness, which is the night. And that shows us, therefore, the value of Meirv. And that's why we chose Yaakov Avinu, who was known as the Bechir HaOves, Sheba Oves. He was the choice of the forefathers. Avram was Chesed, Yitzchak was Gvura, Yaakov was Teferes, the blend, the proper blend of the two. And therefore it was him that was chosen to have all tzaddikim as children. Avram had a Yishmal, Yitzchak had an Esav, Yaakov had only tzaddikim. And therefore he is considered the Bechir Shabbat the choice of the forefathers. And thereby he establishes the Maidav, which culminates the day, which takes everything in into one umbrella, under one umbrella. He is blessed by Akarish Baruch Hu Vahayu Zaracha Kafara Oretz Uforasta Yama Vakedma Vitzafeinu Vanegma. May your children be like the earth of the ground and be spread from enough throughout the world, north, east, south, and west. The Jews should be spread everywhere. Not. Not flung everywhere, but spread. There's a difference. When we're driven to hidden to the places all over the place, because we're being driven from one place to the other, that's called flung. Whereas Baruch Hashem, Yetz Hashem, Hashem's help, Klal Yisrael multiplies and multiplies, and everyone finds their zivugim, and everyone is blessed with children thereafter. And children and grandchildren, isn't the hate, which they, the blessing should all come into fruition, starting today, not waiting for another week, another month, or whatever it might be. But with everyone finding their what's called the richtige vashet, richtige zivuk, and then thereby building a Jewish family and home. Bana chayim zeinavicha. So Ufarat, he says, where does it say Ufaratsa? But it first says, Vahaya Zaracha Kafaroritz. It's not saying Kachil Asha Svasayam, it's not saying Kachil Shamayim. 
When we say like the sand on the beach, that's how many Jews there will be. The stars in heaven, that's how many Jews there will be. Kafar And the message translates, when your children will be like the dirt of the ground, at one time, at that point, they will reach the lowest of low, and they will be spread throughout. According to the Medrash, it's derogatory. Tells us that when the Jews hit rock bottom, then it was the Kadosh Baruch who says he'll spread that out throughout the world. It's not complimentary at all. Chassidus doesn't see anything that complimentary. is a maila, is a compliment. And the Rechaim HaKadosh explains the whole parsha of Yitzhakim Be'eshava is a hint to the Neshama coming down into the body. Taken from its highest spot, the highest place up in heaven, HaKadosh Baruch cuts off a piece and sends it down as a Neshama. In a physical, into the physical mundane body. This is a horrific drop. This is Igra Rama Levira Mikta, from the highest of high to the lowest of low. Achsidus explains, Yerida Zu What is this Yerida for? Why is this Shama getting dropped into this? mundane body which is made of offer of, dirt, of earth because when something goes down it needs to come back up it goes down in order to be elevated how does this happen therefore dafka the neshama coming down into the body and purifying and elevating the body, through this the Neshama goes up to higher levels, higher than it was before it came into the body, because when it was above, it couldn't do learn Tehra and do mitzvahs. It couldn't accomplish what it needed to accomplish and what it can accomplish in this world. And therefore, its mission statement is to come down onto this world, and to be on this world. So this is what the bracha of Hakadosh Baruch Hu Yaakov is. Dafka through the Yidden Neshama Lamata is leofar aretz to come down to afar aretz, down to earth, as we say. Dafka through that can one elevate and take the lowest of levels to bring them higher. And he merits the bracha of Ufirastayim Vakeinu Vitzafeinu Venegma. Dafka through the coming down into the human body.
There is a ladder that is on the ground and the top of the ladder reaches heaven. And angels, godly angels are going up and down the ladder. Now, think of an angel angels are in heaven so if there was a ladder then we would think that angels logic dictates angels are coming down the ladder and then going back up what does it mean they're going up and coming back down Tells us Rashi, who's worried about the Bechamish Mikra, who right away would find that loophole, shall we say, which makes no sense to him because how do you go down before you, how do you come up before you go down? That the Malachi had Shlichus. They had a mission to protect and to accompany Yaakov. There were those that were protecting and going with him in Etzitzel. There were those that were going to go with him now into Chutzlaretz. Outside of Etzitzel. So the ones that were with him now in Etzitzel now came to this point where they were not allowed to go any further. So they went up the ladder. And the replacements came were coming down. Therefore, first it says going up and then coming down. So the question begs to ask why couldn't they go out of that cell? Why couldn't the same angels accompany him out of that cell? Why do we say? That these angels cannot leave the Holy Land to Chutzlaretz. We see Avram and Yaakov left that to sell to go to Chutzlaretz. Why is that? We perhaps could say that Avram and Yaakov left that to sell because it wasn't yet sanctified the way it was supposed to be. And therefore there was no prohibition of leaving that cell to Chutzlaretz. In that case, why Dafka the Malachim were not able to go out to Metzal, Chutzlaretz? Avram and Yaakov did. Perhaps it could be explained. In the time of the Ovis, Metzal had not yet been sanctified. It was not made holy yet. So the explanation of it not being Kedushan, not having the holiness that cell at all, because the beginning of creation, that doesn't make sense. Can't say it didn't have it at all, because the beginning of creation, God said, Nachas Hashem Hold on to me, hold on for me, 
a land, a parcel of land, that I will make my holy of holies. That said, in the time of the forefathers, this was not yet sanctified. Although we know, Nachas Hashem Yuchedes Lishmai, that the inheritance of Hashem was singled out for his, in His name. And the Chafetz and the wants and the yearnings of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in this land. This ladder that reached to heaven was set on the ground of Eretz Yisrael. So we know that it did have a tremendous amount of Kedusha. But it wasn't yet established as Kedusha. The essence, the goof of the Chafetz of the physical Eretz Yisrael, but rather it was only held on to by the by strings. There was still something holding back the spirituality. And therefore the forefathers, being Dharamata, people that lived here dwelling on the earth, they were not at all prohibited of leaving Eretz Yisrael. Because Kedusha itself was not yet established in the physical land. Mashen came before the angels, which they were Dari Maila, they are, they are dwellers from above, and they are spiritual creations. They already had, to them, it was already the Kedusha itself was recognizable. And therefore they could not leave it so. And this we thereby see, HaKadosh Baruch says to Yitzchak, Al teirid mitzrayma, ki atayilat mim vein chutz laret kedai lecha. You cannot go down to Mitzrayim, because you are, and we know that you are an eilat mima, and it's not fit for an eilat mima to go down to such a level. So the fact that Yitzchak was an eilat mima, a full sacrifice, this elevated his status by HaKadosh Baruch And therefore he was in the gather of Dari Maila, of the dwellers above, the Malachim. So Chutz Laretz was not fit for him. Yaakov ends up marrying Leah. A story for its own. Love and Harami is ominous, conniving ways of swindling the world. And he saw to it that he got everybody to pay for the wedding, literally. Because he told them, listen, Yaakov brought tremendous blessings to town. If he leaves, we're fudged. The only way I can get him to stay is if he marries my daughter. So let's put up big money so we have a big wedding. Everybody bring money. And then uh, we'll bring you valuables. And then we'll have money to make the wedding. It'll be a big, magnificent wedding, and he'll stay here for another, whatever time. Dervaila, he didn't have money, so he told the people, Give me a 
trinket as a good faith to show that we understand the importance of Yaakov staying here. And everybody brought their valuables to him. He immediately could pawn them off for food and made a magnificent wedding. After the wedding, mother says they came to collect their money and he says, ah, your valuables are this person, that person, and they had to redeem it themselves. So, when Yaakov finishes and finds mm-hmm. out he has, he has Leah, not Rachel, he wants to marry Rachel, so he tells him, sorry, we cannot, we have to wait till we finish a week. And the Yishalmi learns from this Pasuk, <coughs> we don't mix one Simcha with another. In other words, we don't set up a Simcha's Nesuyin in the time of Simcha Acheres. Marriage, when there's something else going on. Question becomes, how do we learn out the Salacha from here? How do we learn anything from something that happened before Matantera? Perhaps we could say, the fact that we don't learn anything from anything that happened before Matantera, in Allah Dafka. Because Tera was given and sanctified Halachas. But the actual revelation of the nefesh of the person, he could learn. He could learn what Malachim heard. Because by him there's no difference between before, Matantera, and after. The union of mixing Simcha with Simcha and its effect on the person's soul, even though, in spite of the fact that we complete We have two different approaches here. The person says that he's in a good spirit, and therefore we don't want to have to bring in something else, because that's Nus Simcha is equal by both of them. You don't want to, to take away from the other. And secondly, not enough the Simcha is one Simcha, it helps us to another Simcha, but the opposite. It'll destroy the Simcha by bringing in another Simcha. It won't, it won't enhance the Simcha. Therefore, we understand the Pasuk, Molishfuah says, we don't learn the din of Eimar and Simcha Simcha, but the logic behind it. That one Simcha distorts the other. And therefore, it's best to understand, to explain that this is something, although this happened before Matan Teda, that once a person knows that a Simcha mixes up another Simcha, therefore they learn. And this is the din, mm-hmm. and we don't make simcha the simcha because that's going to disturb. But we are looking still, regardless, for the ultimate simcha, the simcha of Mashiach Zidkenu, which will come today, Mirz Hashem, and the war will be over and completed, kaput, and evil will be wiped away and eradicated, and we'll only find good, and good within ourselves, and good with our fellow Jews. And we'll go with the Shiach Tzadkenu this Shabbos to Yerushalayim and Akedah Shabbat Shalom to all.